Welcome to Unabashed You, conversations to become who you already are. The focus at UI is to be who you are without apology, for you are one of a kind, without equal. Be encouraged as these conversations will help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. Your companion to the whimsy and beauty of the human spirit, Rochelle Condi now. Thanks again and again to Argentina for the listens. You are a big supporter of the show, and we are grateful. If any listeners out there want to send in a blessing or prayer for us to read on air, as is our custom to do at the end of each show, we will, with great delight, email us at unabashedyou at gmail.com, and we'll make it happen. Betty Estes and I had a conversation while she was in her home dance studio, which I thought was incredible. She says you can get a lot of house in Tennessee. Betty is our Believe guest for today, and she had a lot of intriguing thoughts to share, like remaining faithful even when things are hard, like why it's essential to check with others about the facts before you draw conclusions. Betty is our guest for today. I learned about her through Lindsay, a former guest, a few weeks back as they're collaborating on a book, The Space Between. I got to meet her when she came to town recently, and we hit it off, especially the three of us sitting down, having ourselves a good old-fashioned girls chat, and it was wonderful. I instantly became very excited about their uh, book and also the opportunity to reach out to Betty and ask her to come on the show. I love inviting people on who are passionate about what they do and who show up as themselves. And hopefully one day that's going to be everybody. Welcome to the show, Betty. Thank you. <laughs> oh, so it really is a pleasure to have you. And listener, I have to tell you, Betty is sitting in this beautiful space, this beautiful uh, dance studio that has this great wood dance floor that's just calling anybody who likes to dance to it. So how wonderful that that's the space you get to be in. Is there anything you want the listeners to know about you to start? Well, I guess since the listeners can't see me, I want them to know that I'm in my late 60s. Uh, I'm a professor who will never have to grade a paper again come (laughs) June because I'm going to become a full-time writer. Oh, yeah. I have two books coming out this year uh, that are not academic in nature. One is called The Art and the Aesthetics of the Everyday. Wow. And it's a philosophical commentary on the works of Ray Kleinlein. Okay. Um, and then the other one is the one that you mentioned uh, that I'm writing with Lindsay. Oh, my God. Titled The Space Between. So. Right. Well, how great that you are. Um, you already have these wonderful goals and plans for your post-professor, you know, academic university time. I think that's fantastic. And there's no reason why we can't you know, do those things that drive us. Right. What three words would you use to describe yourself? Um, Perspicacious, resilient, and embodied. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) And oh my gosh. Okay. Let's start with that first word because I'm not sure I've ever heard that word. Okay. Gosh. Perspicacious. P-E-R-S-P-I-C-A-C-I-O-U-S. Oh, it means wow. it means having a ready insight into many things. 
Oh my gosh. Thank you for teaching us a new word today. That work, that's working out really well. Okay. Fantastic. And then what about the second word? I got so Resilient. caught on the first word. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't recover to hear it. And then embody, embody was the third word. Uh, yeah. Resilient. Well, resilient. Was that your second it's word? The second word. Yeah. Okay. And then what was the third one? Embody? Embodied. Embodied. Okay. So, okay. Got it. Embodied. Oh, wow. Yeah. I can tell you completely with accuracy that no one has had those three words. Really? Perhaps resilient may have kind of, somebody may have used resilient. I kind of think so, but definitely not perspicacious. 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 Yeah. Oh my gosh. In my case, it has to do with my professional life as a professor more than my personal life. Um, because I, in my professional life, I have like ready insight into many different academic disciplines and I could tie them all together. And, and since I write in health and human performance, um, I can like create new insights into the human condition. So you can oh. just tie many different um, academic disciplines together. And so I've been really successful doing that in my career, but not so much in my personal life. <laughs> well, uh, you know, <laughs> but I just you know it's taken me until my late sixties, you know, my sixties anyway, to to like be able to do that. And that came at the um, request of of a psychologist who said to me one time, um, "Why don't you treat your personal life like you treat your professional life?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh." Oh, yeah. And so everything sort of turned around at that moment, but it took years uh, before somebody gave me that suggestion. Well, and you were you were ready for it at that time. Yeah. And I think that yeah. that is something else we like to talk about here is that, you know, you it, it's a process and you're you're in it and you just don't know when you're going to be ready for certain things. And you can't make people be ready before they're ready. It's just not right. Just not possible. Oh, True. wow. I just love that I learned a new word today. <laughs> All right. Two truths and a lie. Are you familiar with how this goes? You, you say three statements about yourself, and then I see if I can ferret out the lie. Okay. Um, uh, it's hard for me to write when people are talking and making noise around me. Okay. Um, I've been married four times. Okay. I'm a domestic abuse survivor. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, well, you know, obviously very sorry about that last one, if it happens to be true. So let's, let's, let me, let me, okay. I'm going to, okay. Here's what I think. I think given that little bit of time that we spent together, you know, because, you know, when women really connect, because I am a woman, I can't really speak for the men, but when women really connect, I mean, and we feel safe, we, it's like no holds barred, we will reveal, we will. So I think you kind of gave an inkling of that last one. So I'm going to put that one aside. And I think the middle one of you being married four times, I sort of think we, we touched on that in person. And so I'm going with the lie of when you cannot write, it's hard to write when people are talking or making noise. I would just imagine being a professor and 
having to teach and all of those sorts of things, you've developed a thicker skin of being able to really focus and narrow in when you need to so that you could go to a local coffee shop, sit down, order something and just tune it all out. So how'd I do? You, you got it. That's the lie. <laughs> okay. But it is hard for me to write when it's noisy, but I just take my hearing aids out because I, I don't hear well at all. So I could take them out. And I can't hear a thing. <laughs> oh, see how perfect is that? You've got a built-in way to tune it all out. Right. And that's great. Right. And you know that about yourself. And of course, ideal circumstances perhaps are absolute quiet, but you certainly can um, You can write. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Well, see, now right there, it's so fun to get a peek, just a little peek into more about Betty. One, we're going to get more of a peek here. One of your favorite, I love movies. So one of your favorite movies of all time. I, I'm not a big fan of TV or movies. Okay. How about I, from when I, you were a kid? I feel like I'm wasting my time when I sit for that long watching someone else work. Ooh. I did go to the movie like two times as a child. I saw two movies. Okay. One was uh, 101 Dalmatians at a drive-in with my family. Okay. And then my mother and I went and saw Love Story. Oh, <laughs> at the at the movie together. And then don't get me wrong. Now I, I do watch movies. I like comedies like uh, Young Frankenstein, uh, Legally Blonde. But I I really rather read. Okay. Uh, and my so my favorite author is Flannery O'Connor. Okay. And, and so if anybody ever makes a movie about her short stories or her essays, I'm all in. I'll watch them. Okay. Well, there you go. See, we got another peak. We got, we, we, <laughs> we learned and continue to learn how much I love movies and how other people are not like me, which is wonderful. And that yeah. you would rather read and you know, it's all good. There's nothing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you had some formative movies and that, that's quite the spectrum the, the, the pendulum swing from 101 Dalmatians to love story. <laughs> I <laughs> know. Like really opposite ends there. But yeah, how fun. How fun. All right. Fantastic. And name a person that inspires you. Um, well, Jesus doesn't count because he was God. Okay. And so go. it wouldn't be fair to other humans to select him. <laughs> okay. Otherwise, I would select him. So I'm going to go uh, with Job. From the Ooh, oh my gosh. Okay. And that's so, my historical reference. And it's somebody I did not know. And I picked somebody I do know too. So if that's okay. Of course, because there are no wrong answers here. Okay. So let's start okay. with Job. Why, what is your reason for choosing Job, uh, listener? In case you don't know, Job was, Job was long suffering, et cetera. Okay, go. Right. Um, so no matter what he went through, he remained faithful. Okay. Um, and so when I was going through some really awful things in my life, um, I would always turn back to, to my faith and to his example. And as bad as my life got, I never like lost a child like he did. He lost all his children, mm. right? Uh, he lost his health. He got boils all over his body. He lost everything he owned. That never, all, those things never happened to me. I, I was always healthy and strong through all the things that I went through. So I've been tested 
but things never got as bad as they did go. So I figured if he could stay faithful through all of that, so could I. Oh, yes. Yep. So very motivating. And, okay, got it. <laughs> and then, and so then my, uh, mo- the, the most uh, inspiring person for me now is Lindsay. Oh, my She's gosh. my partner in the project that, you know, right. we call the space between. And I um, have, oh, sorry. No, 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 you're good. You're doing did you great. hear that? I did uh, not. Oh, okay. and, and it's fine. It, it, it's all good. I've had I've had a <laughs> helicopter go overhead, gardeners go by. It's all good. It's real. That's what the show is real. Okay. Uh, so, um, Lindsay, like, uh, has given me permission and courage to to tell my stories and actually write them down in a book. Mm. Um, and so, hopefully, you know, we can help other other women. And she's just very energetic and loving and and very creative and all of that inspires me. And at you know, my age, finding a friend uh that close that fast mm-hmm. was really, really a blessing. Mm-hmm. And so we're we're hoping that through the the stories that that we've come up with that we can engage in conversations about relationships, personal communication styles and familial dynamics and things like that, that will help them grow and and develop like, like we have in, in, in our lives. And we've both made a lot of, well, let me not mistakes. I'll say we've had a lot of, of of life experiences (laughs) and we've grown from them and we're hoping that um, we can help others. So right. she just inspires me. Right. Well, that's, that's wonderful. Um, yes. The, the project that you're working on is 52 stories or as I recall, and that, um, and that you're, you, you're writing them and you've included some other people's stories in this. Right. And then uh, Lindsay is doing reference Represent, uh, rep. Oh my gosh, why can't I get non representation? There you art. go. There you yeah. go. I, yes, yes. Okay. She does not do representational art. There you go. Thank non-reputation. you. Non representation. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So she's doing the art. So it's been this wonderful collaboration between the two of you that I'm sure has further bonded you, connected you. And how, what a joy to be able to collaborate with a friend and work on uh, something that you feel so passionate about trying to get it out there and help others. That is just wonderful. Really well. And she came up with most of the ideas for the stories in the book. Mm. Uh, She would just tell me a story or just start talking about life. And, and then I would weave it into a, story Mm, so and most of them have to do with our real lives but some of them don't so Mm -hmm. oh but but even the ones that don't somebody can relate to that because that's that's their life absolutely and you mentioned um you know you didn't want to call mistakes which I appreciate because I I think you know, maybe a, a slightly wrong turn or an area that we, you weren't ready for. So you just kind of stumbled through it and maybe you do it now differently, you know, however you want to phrase it, that right. you, um, 
you've learned from those things and you grow from those things. And, and quite frankly, isn't that just a huge reason why we're here? I mean, if you came out perfect as a baby, what on earth would be the point? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're in our belief series right now, Betty, and we're asking our guests, what do you believe? Why do you believe it? And how does that show up in your life? And this, this can, there's no given topic or subject matter that this can apply to. It, it really gets to be what you, you get to make it your own. So what do you believe? Uh, do your homework. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that because obviously, and I want you to expand on it. <laughs> uh, well, I believe most problems in life happen because like we did it fact check our opinions or the opinions of others. Um, we didn't check with others about what really happened in an argument or relationship. Um, we go on our gut instincts instead of searching for facts about a person or a situation. Mm -hmm. We get lazy and just believe what others say because it fits with a narrative we, we want mm -hmm. to believe. Mm -hmm. um, and it, we attend to details. We do our homework. We're more apt to make sound decisions. Oh, my gosh. I think that is fantastic. Oh, I'm glad you like it. Oh. I say it all the time. <laughs> oh, really, really fantastic. It applies to so many things, right? I mean, it's not right. just your literal homework, which hopefully if you are in school, you'll do that. And when we were in school, we did mostly. It also applies to all these other areas, right? That it's that, you know, making assumptions that assume thing, you know? Yeah. And, and why do you believe that? Um, I, I believe that because I don't, I don't believe I would be like on this earth right now but through the grace of God and my Christian upbringing. Mm -hmm. And my parents had uh, really, uh, they were great, great people, really good Christians. I mean, they, they were not hypocrites at all. Mm -hmm. uh, they uh, acted the same way on Sunday morning as they mm -hmm. did every day. Mm -hmm. And so um they had me study the Bible on Sundays. We would read the Bible. We would do our homework, God's homework. <laughs> and, um, and we, I got to know the, uh, the Bible inside and out. Mm. And so, uh, I, it's just, that goes with the, do your homework, I guess, but it's, uh, it's kept me out of a lot of, it's gotten me out of a lot of, of problems. Well, and I would imagine that, you know, <clears throat> you probably in part came out ready to be that way. And then through your parents raising you, it kind of cemented in that, that way of, of thinking and being. And right. then you ended up going in, into academia, which, or is it academia? Is it academia? Academia. There academia. you go. Thank you. Thank you. Academia, which really was well suited for that um, life experience and that kind of a mindset. 
Right. How does that show up in your life now, today? Um, it shows up every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I it's like back up a little bit. Sure, uh, sure. When, Please when, do. When I, I believe that, um, mm. like it's some of the, my dark darkest hours. Like God spoke to me and he, he pulled me out of darkness in, into light. And like my first husband walked out on me and my daughter just before my daughter's first birthday, just Mm. decided he didn't want to be married anymore, Mm. holding him back. He got a big promotion. And then my second husband was abusive and I left him and I was doing really okay. And then I was violently raped at knife point by someone who, who broke into my home and had it not Mm. been for God Mm. and understanding and knowing his him and how he would be there for me Mm. um uh, i i would have died because i tried to commit suicide and while i was going under and i was at the brink of death god actually and this is no lie yelled at me (laughs) oh gosh he yelled at me he woke me up and somehow got me to the hospital and saved me and it's it's so it shows up in my life because I you know I was going through all of that. I value my life. It shows up every day, mm. and I value the relationship I have with with my amazing daughter and my husband and my grandchildren. And it shows up in the interactions I have with people. I feel like I'm like nice and kind to others, and mm-hmm. I try not to judge others in a negative way, but accept everyone and pray that their journeys will be uh, instructive mm-hmm. and will bring them closer to God. And the only judging I do is to try to find the good in other people. Oh, Because when I, I'm aware that everybody has their own history, their own burdens to bear and their paths to follow. And because like, um, I, I think that because um, when I was going through some of the adversities that I've encountered in life, there there, there were people who just treated me mm. really badly uh, because I was divorced back then. It was like a really big deal. I was the first person to ever get divorced in my entire family. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then people were somehow blame me for being raped. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I wondered if the people who were judging me thought that I should not hold my head up and keep going. Oh. And it was those interactions that brought me to the realization it's not my job to judge other people. That's God's job. Yes. It's not my job to judge. And right. it's not anyone else's job either. Right. Um, so. Well, a few things. One, I, 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 I want to say. I am so sorry that you um, had that experience. I mean, there, there's no way to listen to that and not feel wrenching heartbreak for what you had to go through. So I want to, you know, commiserate from afar about something that you had to go through to live. Um, right. And we're, we're thankful <clears throat> that the, the man did not take it any farther with the knife than, than he did. How, Horrendous, awful. There aren't enough words to begin to describe how ugly 
and hurtful people can be to each other. So there's, there's that. Yeah. Secondly, I think that was worse. Oh, oh, it was worse. Yes. It's worse. Secondly, I really want to applaud your transparency and vulnerability in sharing that story that that isn't something you had to share I, I there was no requirement for you to share that story but your willingness to do so to you know revisit that space very briefly and let us know about this horrible thing that of course it was horrible and no one would ever sign up for that and god was would took that awful thing and he made as much good out of it as he possibly could. That's, that's such a fascinating and interesting, intriguing, compelling, all these good words, way to think (laughs) about how God works. You know, he allows us to be awful to each other. And then he, he comes in and he does what only he could do in, in making, you know, good and beauty out of, out of the ashes. So I really, really applaud your willingness to, to go there. That's not an easy place to go. And then the other thing is your willingness also to really own the fact that you're, you've been married four times and what you learn from each one, again, going back to your, your willingness to, to be these things that I, I think have become more and more important to me as, as I move on in my life story journey, whatever it's absolutely um, astounding. And I, I really believe that more people need to be that way. I think the world would just be very, very different if we were all more that way, instead of, you know, masking and hiding who we are. This is unfortunately a part of who you are, our experience you had, and it ended up informing you. Again, we wouldn't sign up for these things ever. Mm-mm. Thank you so much for the grace that you are now extending to others through the experiences you've had through speaking it out there. Thank you so much. It's really important. Oh, you're welcome. Wow. 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 You blow me away. You do. (laughs) Gosh. Okay. Mm -mm. Wow. All right. Well, I know that your husband, your daughter, and your grandkids and those around you are very fortunate to have you in their life as somebody who is living out these different qualities that now you've come to understand are very important to believe in and embody. Yeah. Mm. Wow, Betty. Is there (laughs) anything that you want to say in conclusion? This has been Mm, yeah, there aren't words, Betty. I just, I, I'm, I mean, no, just, I love words, but I can't find them. Just do your, just do your homework <laughs> because everything that happens in your life is a lesson. Ah, uh, yes, it is. It so is. Oh my gosh. So true. Betty, when is the book, The Space Between, and, and by the way, that is not at all the reason I invited you on the show, And but it is such a wonderful thing that you and Lindsay are doing that, yes, please, let's talk about these good things that we're doing out there so that we can be sure and, and, and share that. Um, when does The Space Between come out, approximately? It's been written. I come back to... Um... 
like on the 20th, I'll be, I'll be traveling back to San Diego. We're going to select all of the art that goes with each story and um, uh, put, put the book together. The, the uh, editing has been completed. All the stories are written. Uh, and at the back of the book, you might be interested in this. We have uh, rituals and ceremonies mm. that people can do at, at home and with their girlfriends and, you know, wow. with their family members with, that are, I think, pretty fun. Uh, we have uh, like smudging ceremony if you want to <laughs> smudge your house. We have, which I had in this room uh, for a bunch of uh, people. Uh, and then we, uh, we have blessing ceremonies, uh, anointings, uh, just a lot of, a lot of really fun drumming. I don't know if you can see my drums behind me. Okay. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So it's very interactive with, with, you know, if the reader chooses to participate in taking it a step or steps further, that that's a wonderful option to have. Yeah. And there are questions, uh, like at the end of each story that you can like ponder journal about, or you could use in a book club. I forgot about that. Thank you for reminding me of that, that there are questions at the end to kind of spur more thought about, Mm -hmm. uh, about what happened in that story. Right. Gosh. Well, I personally can't wait until it comes out. So will it be out in 2023 or later? Oh, it, it should be out. It should be out by fall. Oh, fall. Okay. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I were hoping to get, um, I, it just depends on how, how the editor, right. know, how long okay, it good. takes the editor. Yeah. Wonderful. Oh my gosh, Betty, what a pleasure this has been. Absolute pleasure. I enjoyed thoroughly getting to know you a little more and I'm looking forward to the book coming out. I, I do love interactions. So the fact that I can do all these other things will just make it that much more special. I can't wait yeah. to read it. And I thank you for you know, bringing who you are and um, sharing that with us and then taking, uh, taking for me a little step further and learning, you know, a new word and some of these different thought processes. <laughs> I like it because it, it helps me expand, which, which is something that I continue to want to do. So I thank you for that. No, oh, you're welcome. Welcome. Take care, Betty. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. We will certainly have hard times in this life. Betty survived her darkest hour. She was broken, but would not stay that way. Determined to find the good, she continues to look for it in others. That is the only thing she wants to judge. Now she heads into a new chapter of retirement, more dancing, and lots of writing and collaborating. I can't wait to see it all unfold. The Unabashed You website has a page for each guest filled with photos, quotes, and a blog with embedded audio at unabashedyou.com. You can find the show on other podcast platforms. Want to lend your support and encouragement? We invite you to subscribe, follow, rate, review, and share. On Instagram and Facebook, you can find us under Unabashed You. If you want to connect, the email is unabashedyou at gmail.com for questions, comments, and anything else. If you want to be part of our weekly emailing list highlighting the week's episode, give us a shout. We'd be happy to add you, and your info will never be shared. 
Website visits, social media, and word of mouth in sharing these episodes makes us discoverable, so thanks for your support there. We want these conversations to help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. Be encouraged as you continue to listen, read, and be inspired. And now our prayer. Always pray to have eyes that see the best in people, a heart that forgives the worst, a mind that forgets the bad, and a soul that never loses faith in God. Amen. Go look for the good, and while you're doing that, be unabashed. Be you.